Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. Monday night, we are already at the hotel in Caracas, Venezuela. And what happened is that I conducted an interview with uh, Nicolás Maduro. I asked him um, if I can call him either a president or a dictator because, as you know, millions of Venezuelans don't consider him a president. Then we um, discussed the fraud that happened here in May 2018, also the reports of torture and human rights abuses and political prisoners. And at the end, I showed him a video that I personally took last Sunday of um, three kids behind a trash truck looking for food. And he just couldn't stand it. He didn't want to continue the interview. He tried to close my iPad where I showed him the video. And then he said the interview was over. It was about 17 minutes of interview. After that, their Minister of Communications, um, Jorge Rodriguez, told us that they didn't authorize the interview and they confiscated all our cameras, four cameras, all our video, uh, all our cell phones, and we were thrown out of the presidential palace. But before I left the palace, they took me into a security room with producer Maria Guzman, and they asked for our cell phones. And I didn't want to give them my cell phone, so they turned off the light of the room, and a group of uh, agents came in. They took forcefully my backpack, uh, my cell phone, uh, they did the same thing with, with Maria's, and they forced us to give them uh, our passports for the cell phones. We didn't know what was going to happen to us back then, uh, nor what was happening with the rest of the group. We were a group of seven journalists. And after two hours of being detained, because we couldn't leave the palace, two hours of being detained, they allow us to, to leave the presidential palace. They didn't give us uh, our equipment, uh, nor our material. Uh, and still at this point, we don't have a cell phone uh, or the interviews. I think we'll never have that interview again. They don't want the world to see uh, what we did. Uh, I just would like to point out to all of these morons here in the United States of America who say that uh, President Trump is trying to squash the free press and President Trump doesn't allow us to report the news and President Trump keeps targeting the free press. That's what it looks like when you target the press. That's what it feels like when you get targeted by your government, by a government. Not what Jim Acosta experienced when they don't want him to ask questions or they don't allow him access to a room. Nobody took his cell phone away. Nobody uh, put him in a room and turned the lights out. President Trump has done nothing to impinge on the freedom of the press. And the proof is 93% of the media reporting about him is negative.
and they're all still employed and they're all still running around screaming at the top of their lungs about their freedom. You want to know what it looks like to not have freedom? You want to know what it will look like if Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders get their way and we have a socialist government? That's what it looks like. Give me your cell phone. You, I don't want you asking that question. Now get the hell out of the palace. It's unbelievable to me. The very same Jorge Ramos, you know, who's always talking about how, oh, you know, Donald Trump doesn't want to answer my questions. He may not want to answer your questions, but he doesn't take your cell phone away, does he, Jorge? And he doesn't put you in a room and have somebody turn out the lights and rough you and your producer up. Does he, Jorge? Does he, Jim Acosta? Does he, Maggie Haberman? Does he, anybody? No, he doesn't. You're like the boys who cried wolf. You don't know what it is to have the freedom of the press stifled. That's what it looks like. It's incredible. Uh, you know, sometimes I think that people get upset with me when I say that, that Donald Trump is a divine appointment. But he really is. Because this country is teetering right now. We have this whole movement in this country right now to say that individual freedom is not really that important. What is important is the collective good. Well, that's what they told them in Venezuela. And that's what they tell them in China. And that's what they tell them in North Korea. That it's better that you let somebody decide what everybody is allowed to have. And as for freedom, not so much. Freedom gets in the way of dictators like Maduro. Freedom gets in the way of communist countries like China. Individual freedom, personal liberty, freedom of the press gets in the way of dictators. So stop telling me that uh, Donald Trump is a, a dictator and a tyrant and all this other crap. That's what it looks like when there's a government that's being run by dictators and tyrants. Not what we have now where we have a president who, let me... I'm going to say this again. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again because apparently it hasn't registered with some of you who send me some wackadoodle emails every now and again. I hope the president tweets every day, 12 hours a day for the rest of his presidency because somebody has to tell the people in this country, has to stand up for the people and tell them that they are, that they are free. And that if they want to stay free, they got to push back against all these people who want to take away their freedom. It's obscene to me to hear people talking about these uh, tax plans that they have. Well, after your $10 million, we'll tax you at 70%. Mark Levin pointed out last night that, hey, uh, go tell that to this Machado guy that just signed a $300 million contract over 30 years. Okay, go tell him that he only gets to keep the first $10 million, and then the rest is going to be taxed at 70% so that instead of $20 million, he's going to get $6 million and the government's going to get $14 million. Tell that to Machado and see how many, I don't even know if he's a pitcher or a hitter or what he is. Third baseman. All right, tell him, and, and, and does he hit for that kind of money? Must be a home run guy. All right. So tell him that that's what it's going to be, and then let him let him hit the ball, uh, you know, once every three times up at bat, since he's only going to get paid for that. This craziness, you know, to to look at the the public just saying the stupidest stuff, 
mimicking the stupid stuff that comes out of these idiots is is just it's too much for me. Last night when I heard about Jorge Ramos, I have to admit, and this is a terrible thing to admit, you know, my initial reaction was keep him. You know, we don't need him. He doesn't know what country he belongs in anyway. He thinks he's a Mexican citizen. He thinks he's an American citizen. So keep him. Return him to Mexico. But then I had a change of heart. And I said, no, you know what? We need the Jorge Ramoses of the world. Because they show just exactly how, look, look at how, how I believe God is using this incident to show Jorge Ramos what it really looks like to not have a free press. Instead of wringing his hands about how Donald Trump, Donald Trump. And the same to you, Jim Acosta. Why don't you go down to uh, have an interview with Maduro? Well, come on, Jim. You're the big, bad, bold uh, reporter. You get up in Sarah Sanders' face, right? Whoa, you're so bad. Go down and have an interview with Nicholas Maduro. And let's see how it turns out. And then come back and tell me how this is not a free press. You morons. That's what they are. They really are. They are beneath contempt. That's why when Bill Maher talks about, like, oh, you know, the, the red state people, we're, they're jealous of us blue state people. Uh, believe me. The last thing I am is jealous of the people who live in New York and the people who live in California. See, I choose not to have bags of feces on the sidewalks where I live. I prefer not to have uh, a needle exchange programs on every corner so that there's nothing but used works and, and, and stuff on the streets, okay? I'm sorry. You can keep your uh, blue state crap and your, and your insane taxes. Keep them. I'm not jealous at all. As a matter of fact, I think you should have your own country. I really do. I think uh, California should be its own country. New York should be its own country. It's okay with me. We won't miss you. We really won't. Uh, the only thing is that, you know, you'll have to allow us to have access to the mar markets, okay? We do have the Wall Street, uh, you know, the stock exchange down there. Well, we can just move it. Let's just move the exchange into uh, a neighboring state do we have any neighboring states that are particularly friendly no not really all right so leave it there and we'll just start our own that's all golly i, I mean i really did see though how much i despise jorge ramos last night when i you know wasn't particularly moved you know it, it's like i would have felt much worse if i don't know jesse waters got uh, in trouble in in venezuela personally I mean, honestly, what did you expect that was going to happen when you asked that other question? You started showing him a video. And did you think they weren't going to take your stuff away? Of course, because he believes that, that, that the amount of the people, he wants to give the people equal rights. These guys love commies. You don't understand. They love commies. They only like play the two ends against each other. Oh, look at the little boys. They're, they're, they're behind a dumpster trying to find food. It's so sad. America should bring food there. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, Jorge Ramos doesn't understand that Nicolas Maduro is a monster. Maybe now he does. Maybe now that they turned the lights out in the room, I would love to know what happened when they turned those lights out, whether Jorge started crying like a baby. But he should know that with how many years he's been reporting on him and Hugo Chavez before that. You know what? If he had, uh, you know, his marbles. I think he wanted this to happen. 
maybe he did, but it, it really then good for him because what it did it was shows the American press what it looks like when you don't have a free press. We have a free press. They get to beat up on the president. They can call him a liar. They can call him anything they want, and nothing happens to them. The worst thing that could possibly happen to them is what happened to Jim Acosta when they say, hey, look, you're not going to be welcome in the briefing room for a month. We're taking away your pass, okay? That's the worst thing that could happen to a reporter in America. They don't get put in a dark room. They don't get their equipment taken away from them. They don't get, uh, uh, you know... I'd love to know what happened in the dark. I really would. She, she probably had to protect Jorge from himself. Ah, I could just see Jorge now weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ugh, I despise Jorge Ramos. It couldn't have happened to a nicer reporter. So what I would say to uh, Jorge Ramos and all the rest of these people who uh, sit around telling everybody in the conservative movement, everybody on the Republican side of the aisle, that, uh, you know, they are just not kind and they just don't understand and they're trying to impinge upon freedoms. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's all about freedom for me. All of it. Everything that I talk about is about my freedom and your freedom because the, the, the reason this country has been so successful for over 237 years is because guess what? We are free. We value our freedom. We extend our freedom. And we get abused because of our freedom. I looked at that Green New Deal over the weekend, and I couldn't even talk about it yesterday. I wanted to, but I was just so incensed by the inanity of it all. You know, the, the simplicity of it all. You know, watching her say, well, you know, they, uh, they didn't do anything. They've been in charge, and they didn't do anything, so now I'm the boss. I mean, this, this moron is now the boss. And the, the media is licking her, her feet. And allowing her to present herself as the boss. Do you know that this Green New Deal is about the worst thing that I've ever seen? Ever, ever, ever. It's such a bad deal for you and me, for people who use energy in this country, for people who pay taxes, for people who want to have a thriving economy. This will kill it. And quick, too. It will, she's right. We'll, we'll be done in 12 years if this Green New Deal is put into effect. I've never seen anything this stupid in my life. I really, instead of the, you know, the, the same, um, tried and true things that always fail, which this is full of, you know, the usual taxes and, uh, government subsidies and the mandates and the regulations. How about for a change, Congress actually step up and put forth an agenda that's based on free market principles? Whoa! Did I just say that? I thought there was one party that recommend, you know, that really believed in that. Instead of all this crap that she threw into that stupid deal, why don't we have somebody on the other side of the aisle talking about how we could create innovation, how we could actually head towards way more uh, independence from fossil fuels if that's what we want. This isn't energy and it isn't climate policy. This is a plan for the government to take over every single aspect of your life. This does not create a safer planet. This creates slaves. 
And if you think people like me are going to sit around and watch this multi-trillion dollar corporate welfare bonanza go into the pockets of the left, you are crazy. Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, serve from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. Why have you, Senator, why have you stopped short of calling Maduro of Venezuela a dictator? Well, he, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that the last election was undemocratic. Uh, but there are still democratic operations taking place in that country. The point is, what I am calling for right now is uh, internationally supervised free elections. And I do find it interesting that Trump is very concerned about what goes on in Venezuela. But what about the last election that took place in Saudi Arabia? Oh, there wasn't any election in Saudi Arabia. Oh, women are treated as third class citizens. So I find it interesting that Trump is kind of selective as to where he is concerned about democracy. My record is to be concerned about democracy all over the world. Oh, you're so full of crap. You're not the concerned about democracy in Venezuela if you just said that there was still democracy happening there. How is that? You know, the, the problem with these old communists, because let's face it, he can call himself a democratic socialist or anything, anything else he wants. Bernie Sanders is a commie. He was a commie as a young man. He was a commie in his early uh, political career, and he's a commie now. Okay, so they they couldn't they couldn't foist the commie over on the American people in that election. As a matter of fact, the Democrat Party freaked out at the thought that they would be revealed as the Communist Workers Party. So they stole basically uh, an election for Hillary Clinton and just threw Bernie on the trash heap of history. But, oh, but George Soros looked around the Bernie Sanders camp and he thought, who in that camp? I need a better face. I need someone that we can actually sell to the American public. Uh, hey, wait, who's that organizer there in the Bronx that he's got working for? That 29-year-old with all the energy and, say, you know, the buck teeth. She might be the one. She just needs a good prosthodontist, really. But uh, let, let's let's do that. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez will make her the new face of the communist way of thinking. And we'll have her dress up a, a whole communist plot, uh, except that we'll use something that young people like. Uh... Climate change, yes, a new green deal. Oh, this is perfect. And then Bernie just wouldn't stay quiet. Bernie had to throw himself into this election. And Bernie exposes what they really are all about. The Green New Deal isn't about our climate. It isn't about protecting anyone. And you can see that every time uh, AOC opens up her mouth, right? Right. Because now it's like, well, we shouldn't reproduce. Now she's going to tell me I can't have children. 
or my children can't have children, or my grandchildren can't have children. And this is a debate that we'll all be having. Well, guess what? We've been having this debate for a long, long time, okay? When I was coming up in the 60s, we talked about zero population growth. Nobody should reproduce until we get a handle on our environment. Oh, boy. You know, but then I grew up. AOC, not not so much. Hasn't grown up yet. So she wants the government to tell me what color my roof should be, uh, what I should drive or how I shouldn't drive, what I should take as transportation. I need a high-speed rail if I want to go visit my grandchildren in California. Let me remind uh, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, when I go to visit my grandchildren in California, I only have a couple of days, miss. I don't have time to take a cross-country train. And I'm not getting in any bullet train that could explode on impact, all right? So I don't have the time. What I do is get on an airplane and in five hours or in if I'm going to San Francisco in five hours and 45 minutes I arrive on the other coast of the United States of America. I have three or four days that I could spend with my grandkids and then I get on a plane at 11 or 12 o'clock the night I'm coming back and, and I come back and come to work the next day. That's how real people live, okay? We don't live like you where we can put our boyfriends on the payroll, where we can say we're from the Bronx, but we didn't really live in the Bronx, where we don't have a place of residence in the very congressional district that we live in. And then we get a nice fancy apartment in the Navy uh, section there of uh, the suburbs of Washington, D.C., the Navy Yard. I mean, really? This is this is it? That's what you're following? $94 trillion. It'll bankrupt this nation. That's an, a conservative estimate, mind you. All right. That is actually a conservative estimate. We're talking about that breaks down to about six hundred thousand dollars per household in the United States. I know some households that will never make six hundred thousand dollars. OK. The American Action Forum offers a conservative estimate of the cost of providing every resident in the county a federal job with benefits, adequate housing, healthy food and health care, because that's all part of the green plan. It's vague on specifics, but it does call for the economic transformation of the United States, a complete overhaul of transportation systems and retrofitting every single building. A supplemental document explaining the plan, which of course has now been deleted from her website uh, because everybody laughed at it, basically. Social media mocked it. Called for economic security for everyone, even those, quote, unwilling to work, end quote. The elimination of air travel and, quote, farting cows, end quote. I, I mean, on the face of it, that anyone could take her or this plan seriously is absolutely insane to me. It tells me how bad our education system is, that people are sitting around and nodding their heads, that people like Elizabeth Warren with graduate degrees teaching collegiate classes sits around and goes, yeah, well, we might as well uh, do it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And I'm not going to take any money from big corporations today. And as for you, I don't even know how to pronounce her name anymore. I've heard Kamala, Kamala. I mean, I don't know what this woman's name is. She's changed her pronunciation all of a sudden. It used to be Kamala, and now it's Kamala. Like Pamela with a K. I don't know. Does that sound more... Uh, first and foremost, the woman has a, a father who keeps writing articles against her. What does that tell you? 
Oh, my my Jamaican ancestors are rolling over in their grave at your implication that all Jamaicans smoke pot. The guy's a professor at Stanford, all right? <laughs> and the guy said, wait a minute. What is she talking about? Over and over again, he keeps pointing out how, you're going to love this. He pointed out that they are descended, he and his daughter, Kamala Kamala, are descended from slave owners, not from slaves. They're actually descended from the slave owners. <laughs> okay, so now, okay, you're for reparations. Will you be paying them? I'm not sure. You know, another brilliant uh, uh, idea by the great one was to say, maybe if we're going to go with this reparations idea, we should actually have anybody who can prove that they are descended from slaves and suffered because of Jim Crow or uh, segregation in America, anybody who can prove that should get reparations from the people who kept them in that condition, which would happen to be the Democrat Party who were the home for the de for the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, they were the ones who fought uh, not uh, to, to free the slaves, but to keep the slaves. They were the ones who uh, voted against almost every major civil rights legislation. And it was actually Republicans that did everything that led to emancipation, including uh, Lincoln being a, a Republican. But hey, don't let me confuse the illiterates in uh, Washington with the facts, okay? But I'm all for reparations as long as the only people, I agree with Mark Levin, the only people who should pay them are people who are actually instrumental in keeping the black people down. And that would be the Democrat Party. So they can pay all the reparations they want. I will support that, you know. But don't ask me to pay reparations because I don't come from any slave owners like Kamala Harris. Uh, nobody in my family ever owned slaves. As a matter of fact, nobody in my family, um, you know, really were particularly free until the uh, last century. Okay. Um, I come from a long line of people who'd either been through pogroms or had actually been enslaved. Okay. How about that? You know, every person with a Jewish heritage, you should be getting reparations from Egypt. They kept you in slavery. And it definitely affected your psyches because now you'll fall on the sword for, for the wrong thing. I just, I, it was one of those nights where I just wanted to uh, bang my head against the wall. But I, I don't want to, you know, mess with this incredible brain that God has given me. And, and he gave it to me so that I'd be able to look at these things and to share with you how ridiculous this all is. How we sit around and we get all preoccupied with the shiny thing. And what's happening is not, is not the shiny thing. There's a hand below uh, the table. The magician is actually making things happen with his right hand and you're staring at the shiny thing in his left hand. And the press is guilty. Guilty as charged. The press in America has lost its mind, lost its way. They are so, you know, they're just so anti-Trump that they've lost any semblance of fairness. They couldn't give him credit for anything. You know, all of the headlines, no matter what he does, are the ne negative spin on the story. Oh, he's going off, he loves little Kim, and he's going to give away the, the house, he's going to settle, and he, you know, really? I mean... I didn't see those headlines when uh, when uh, Bashar Assad, you know, crossed the red line that President Obama had set. I didn't see any headlines about how, oh, well, you know, he has no guts, except on conservative websites, of course. 
The American Action Forum calculated estimates for several items that the plan proposes, this green shmeem. The, uh, it's really, it's, it's unbelievable. We're talking about every household in America in order for them to reach the specific goals identified over the next 10 year period, it would cost every household between $36,000 and $65,000 every year. Okay, everybody who makes less than $65,000 in their household, please raise your hands. Oh, well, you're screwed. The Green Deal is, is your undoing. You're about to fall out of the middle class and you're about to need that protection for people who don't work or people who are unwilling to work because nobody wants to work to not get paid. I hope that everyone realizes that Medicare for all sounds wonderful until you explain to people that means they have to give up their insurance that they love at their workplace and get whatever insurance the government says they can have. Now, that's going to feel, that's going to make Obamacare look like a very light touch. A very light touch. And this is all part of your new Green Deal. Yay! That's right. Because it's not about the environment. It's not about climate change. It's about taking control of every aspect of your life and my life. And I, for one, am not standing for it. I am so glad that I have somebody who finally stands up in the face of these bold commies, because I'm sick of calling them democratic socialists, and they're all about a new kind of socialism, and they have actually worked out all the, the quirks of, uh, of communism, and now they have come up with this brilliant uh, uh, plan. It's, it's called uh, the New Green Deal, and, and, and in it, you will find that you no longer get to choose how you travel, where you travel, when you travel, how you live, where you live, what you drive no no those things are now not going to be a subject for you to concern yourself with you just do what we tell you and everything is going to be all right if you do what we tell you your neighbor will be doing the exact same thing and then you will never have jealousy or anger or fussing or fighting anymore in america we're all going to link arms and have a giant love fest it's going to be like woodstock every single day and we're going to be singing kumbaya my love kumbaya no, 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 no. See, freedom, freedom is everything to me. That does not mean that people should be free to take a born child that's living and destroy it. You see, that's where I get livid. When they try to tell me that somehow I'm impinging on the freedom of a woman who decides on the delivery table that she's changed her mind, that somehow I'm impinging on a freedom that she has that uh, I I'm cruel to even think about doing. Well, I'm thinking about the baby. How about that? I'm thinking about the new life that didn't ask to come into this world, but it is here or it is on its way. And I'm thinking about its rights. Not thinking about the selfish rights of somebody who decides for whatever reason. I can't handle it. I'm not in a, I'm not a good enough emotional state. I don't have enough money. I don't know how I would do this. Tough it out. 
or find somebody who can do it. Are all, you know, I, I, I begin to wonder, I like, is the left so weak? Are the, are the women on the left so weak that they can't figure out how to take care of a baby? That they can't figure out how they're going to live their lives as a mother? I mean, they do it in the aboriginal tribes. They don't have any money. They don't have any welfare. And they manage to raise babies. Wow. You know, it's not that hard, ladies. And if you know how to make them, you ought to know how to raise them. And you know what? I know there are ex- extreme circumstances where you can't, but somebody else will. Don't kill the baby, okay? That is not your freedom. That is stealing the right to live from that baby. So get over yourselves. All you're ever for is you having control over somebody else, whether it's a baby or my life or my community or my education or my health care. Claire McCaskill is absolutely right. If you think Obamacare was a nightmare, hold on to your hats. Because coming down in Medicare for all will be medicine for none. Stay right where you are. We're uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, a little more about the new Green Deal.